When you dodge responsibility and expectation, you also dodge influence and power and control. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques. I only need to umbrella one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is why you fear success. This is going to be the start of a series that I don't even know how many episodes we got in this series. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, a ten part series, I believe. I believe, folks, this is the longest series in the history of the Work On Your Game Masterclass, the ten part series that we're about to start on the reasons that people fear success, not fear failure, fear success. Now, before we start this, I remind you of a couple of things. First of all, daily motivation texts and Monday motivation texts that go out every day and every week, respectively. You can get those by being in my text community. Just text me at my number 305-384-6894. We are still, as of the beginning of this series, dealing with some technical issues with getting those texts sent out properly. We are going to get that fixed, though. That's why I keep talking about the number anyway, even though the texts haven't been sending for a bit now, but we will get it fixed and the text will continue. So just text me see in my community. My number is 305-384-6894. It is listed down below in the description. Secondly, work on your game university. That is a place where I do all my coaching. That's the place where we have a four-part framework based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. If you like to be coached directly by me and then work on your game university, as of this recording, you're listening to this right now. As of this recording, you can get coached directly by me and work on your game university. There are a lot of people who have coaching programs where you join the program, but the person who got you into the program, who sold you on the program, you never get to talk to that person. Now, some programs are not like that. Some programs are like that. And work on your game university, you will be talking to Mr. Work on your game. That would be me. And I will be your direct coach. You get to actually talk to me. You get to actually ask your questions to me and you get answers directly from me and you will be speaking directly with me when you're a member of Work On Your Game University. Again, not every program can say that. And it's not that those programs are necessarily bad, but I want to make it clear that there is a difference between what I'm doing and what some other folks out here are doing. And you need to know that difference because you have options out here in this game. And we have a four-part framework based on these four principles that I just told you, mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. These four pillars, I guess is a better way of saying it. And when you're a member of Work On Your Game University, you can bring your questions, you bring your challenges, you tell me what you're working on. I will tell you the principles around it. I'll tell you the strategies you can use to approach it and the tactics you can employ to deal with them. And by the time you get off any coaching call with me, you can ask anyone who's ever worked with us. By the time you get off a coaching call with me, you will know exactly what you need to do between 
the end of that call and the next time you're going to be talking to me, whenever that's going to be. All right, I guarantee you that. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and you can see for yourself what we're doing in the program, an overview of what I just told you. And if you listen to this show on a regular basis, I think you have a pretty good idea whether or not you want me to be your coach. If you listen to the show and you can't stand listening to this, work on your game university is not going to be for you. But if you listen to the show and you like it and you're getting value from it and you're like, all right, this guy, I like his approach. I like his style, I like the way he breaks things down. I like the things that he's talking about. They are relevant to me. And we got almost 3000 episodes here on the show. So there's probably a bunch of stuff I've talked about you might not even know about. Listen. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That is your next step in your growth and development process. And we are working on some ways to make the university as accessible as possible for everybody. I'm talking in terms of financially for everyone with levels, with access to financing. I was just talking to someone yesterday who's going to, by the time you hear this, we will already have it cleared up as far as the financing options we'll have. So where people can get finance to get into university to where you won't even need to need, have all the cash up front yourself. And we'll be able to get you into the university and get started either way. But that's something that I'll talk about further in the future once I am 100% clear on it. And I'll probably put that in writing, not just in audio, but in writing, which will be through my email list. And if you just go to work on your game university, first of all, check out what we have and just go to work on That's where you can get on my email list. That's completely free, by the way. So if you're not on my email list already, go to work on and we'll take care of that for you. So with all that out the way, let's get into this topic. Again, this is the part of a was going to be a 10-part series, Why You Fear Success. Now, almost anyone you ask, if you ask them directly, if you ask people a direct question, do you want to be a successful person? Almost everybody you would ask would say yes. I think any of you listening to this right now, if I asked you, you would say yes. And I believe that you're telling the truth. And this is what most people do. Their actions are a reflection of it, right? Because you go to work every day. And supposedly, the reason you work every day is because you're aiming to be more successful than you were the day before. However, some people are driving with the emergency brake on. So it's not that you're not driving. It's not that you're trying to go somewhere. You're just going there with the emergency brake on. Any of you's ever driven with your emergency brake on? Probably can't do it in the newer cars, but in the older cars where it was just a, a brake grinding up against your gears, you can't go as fast as you could. You can't go as fast as the car is capable of going because you got the brake on. So while you're doing all the things that outwardly look like an aim towards success, you may secretly or even consciously fear being successful, which is why you're driving so slow. You're driving with the brake engaged and you're basically impeding your own forward progress. And what I'm going to talk about over the next 10 episodes in this series are what are the things that we may be either consciously or unconsciously concerned with that are causing us to sabotage our own success and keep us from getting to the success that we say we want to get to. So you need to listen to these next 10 episodes of the series and ask yourself, do any of these things that I'm going to lay out apply to you? Because if you're not getting to your success at the speed at which you want to get to it, I guarantee you that there is something either in your consciousness or your subconsciousness that is holding you back, whether you are consciously thinking about it and doing it on purpose or you're doing it in a way that you're not even aware. But this 10 part series can be maybe a bit therapeutic for you in the process. So with that out the way, let's get into it. Point number one, we are talking today again, why you fear success. Number one is change. Number one reason people consciously or subconsciously fear doing anything is because of the change that is on the other side of the action. There is always change on the other side of any significant action in life. Let me say that again. There is always change on the other side of any significant action in life. If you take significant action to make more money, then you're going to have more money. Now you got a whole different set of things to deal with because you have that more money. 
You take significant action working out, your body is going to be in a different space. You take significant action in doing X, anything you're working on right now, you take significant action, there's going to be a serious change that happens there. And that change comes with a set of its own challenges because in life, there are no perfect scenarios. There are only trade-offs. You learned this in episode 2174. With success comes change. And when I say success, let me be clear here as we start this series. When I say the word success over the course of this series, what I mean is you achieving significantly more than what you've achieved up to this point. So when I say success, that's what I'm referring to. So everyone can define their own success and success is defined as pursuit of a worthy ideal. You get to choose what the worthy part is and the ideal part. So when I say success in this 10 part series, what I mean is you significantly outperforming your current self. All right. So whatever that is, so if your current self is you're making $250,000 a year, success might mean $500,000 a year. If you're making 50 grand a year right now, success might mean $125,000 a year. I'm just using money as an example here. If success for you is you can do 10 pull-ups, success might mean you can do 50 pull-ups. So success is just significantly. You choose what significantly means for you because that's another relative and subjective term. You choose what means significantly higher than where you are now. So when I say success, that's what I mean. You getting significantly above your current self. Okay, now that we got that out the way. With success comes change because whatever you define as success means you are changing your current situation, right? Everybody agrees with that? All right. For you to be successful or more successful than you are now, you have to change the current situation. So you are saying goodbye to the status quo, that's the current you, and introducing yourself to a new normal in your life, which means by definition, there's change. Many human beings are extremely resistant to change because of the law of inertia. And we've talked about the law of inertia. Let me give you the episode where we talked about this. I talked about everything here on the show, but the law of inertia we discussed in episode number 2466. 2466 is the law of inertia. And the law of inertia in simple terms says it takes more effort to change your situation than it does to leave it as it is. That's one simple thing that the law of inertia states. It's easier to just stay where you are than it is to change. This is one reason why many people don't change. And it doesn't matter whether you're changing for better or worse. Most people would rather keep things exactly as they are than do anything that's going to disrupt the situation. Because change means saying goodbye to what you are used to and saying hello to something that you are not used to. Even the thing that you are not used to, even if the thing that you're not used to is having 10 times more money than you have right now or 10 times the status and accomplishments than you have right now, it is still a change. Most people would rather stay where they are than undergo that change, even though the change is leading them closer to the thing that they say that they want. And this is where people end up self-sabotaging or where you may look at yourself in the mirror and say, I know I want to achieve this success. Why do I keep doing these things that are sending me in the opposite direction? This is one of the reasons. It may be an unconscious thing that is holding you back. Despite all the YouTube, basketball, even this show, I started as a writer and I am still a prolific writer. As a matter of fact, I send out emails damn near every day. I call this the daily game email. I want you to get this every day to your inbox completely for free. So simply go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com and get my emails directly to your inbox every day free of charge. Again, that's workonmygame.com. You know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there? It is not talent. It is not hard work. It is not resources. It is not knowledge. It is not skill. It is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort, even on the days when they don't feel like being at work. Has any of you ever had one of those days? Has any of you having one of those days right now? 
That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is why you are in fear of success. Number two is responsibility. Responsibility, which is if you break responsibility up into two words, it is your ability to respond, your response ability. Now, why would your ability to respond hold you back from wanting to be successful? Why would that make you fear success? Because having responsibility also means that now you have some expectations, you have some ownership, and there's an impetus on you. There will be eyeballs on you, yours and including others, because you have responsibility. Most people don't have responsibility in life. Most people want as little responsibility as possible. And because of this, the trade off of having no responsibility is that you have no power, you have no influence. Remember that power and influence are a package deal. They come with responsibility, ownership, and expectations. So with success and accomplishment, it usually comes, as I said, power, which is just your, your ability to have influence over a situation and over yourself. With success, you have more influence and control over the circumstances of your life and often over the circumstances and outcomes of other people's lives. So any of you who's a head of household who's listening to this right now, you have more than one person in your household besides you. OK, as you achieve more success now, you have more influence and control and more power over what happens with the people in that home that you're responsible for. Just by the fact that you've achieved more success, not because you announced it, not because everyone sat down and agreed to this, but because you've achieved the success. Guess what? Everything's in your lap now. It just happens naturally a lot of times in life. There is no discussion. It just happens. All right. You got all this. You have all this success. OK, well, we're going to put everything on you. Everybody's just going to sit back and watch you. And let's just let you lead. Everybody's going to get behind you. They may not just sit back and do nothing, but they're going to get behind you and watch you lead the way because they ain't leading the way. So you're going to lead the way just because you have the success. Again, this is not even something you have to aim for. It just happens. It's a natural occurrence in life that most people do not want to lead. Most people do not want the responsibility and the expectations that come with leadership. So when you do things that give you more power and influence, other people will naturally just start following you simply because you've done things that they haven't done. So it's just natural for them to follow. And because most people don't want to compete with you for the leadership role anyway. You ever find yourself in competition with another person for a leadership role? You and that person, you're in rare air because it's very rare that two people are battling for the leadership position, knowing what comes with it, the responsibility and ownership. Most people don't sign up for that. And most people will gladly take the second place, the backseat to someone who's willing to take all, all that. And if you and another person both want it, uh, that's a rare thing. It's like two people getting struck by lightning on the same day, in two different streets. Anyway, on the same street, rather, is a better way of saying that. So when you do this and you have more influence over people's lives, people are just going to follow you naturally. Just by the fact that you're achieving more success, people who don't have as much as you, success that is, they will now be looking to you to be the person who can help influence their outcomes and situations just because you've already done it. Again, not because you announced it, not because they asked you to, not because you had some kind of contract that says whoever achieves success first has to help everybody else. Not any of that. It's just because you did it. People are just going to follow you. People are going to get behind you. And this means you now have more responsibility on your shoulders, again, that you didn't even ask for, which comes along as a package deal when you are powerful and successful. You just get more responsibility. Again, one day you're just going to wake up like, how I get all this responsibility? I didn't ask for this. 
I didn't sign up for this. I just did this to help myself. Now all these people are looking at me. This is just how it happens, folks. This is just life. This is human nature. Human beings, most human beings want to follow someone. They want someone to lead them so that they can follow. They don't want to take the lead. They want to be led. Most human beings want to be led. And when you step up and show that you have leadership capabilities by creating success, that is a unconscious demonstration of leadership capabilities because most people don't do that. People are going to get behind you. And you just got these people following you just because, again, you didn't have to try. Okay, so this is going to happen. So this is where the resistance to responsibility can cause you to not want to be successful because this is going to occur. And you may even start to notice it occurring as you achieve more and more success, because the more success you achieve, the more people you are surpassing. And they're going to look at you, see you achieving that success and decide that they're not going to go after it the way that you did. And they'll just get behind you. So now you got these people following you and you didn't even ask them to follow you. Everybody following what I'm saying here? This is what happens. So this comes as a package deal. So even though many people say that they want more power, almost everybody says they want to have more power and influence over their own lives, right? By definition, influence is power. So what happens though, in action, people do things that are a lot different than what they say. Any of you ever notice that? People say they want A, B, and C, but then you look at their actions and it looks like they actually want D, E, and F. This is what happens with human beings. So look at people's actions. You want to know they really want, not listening to their words. So when people try to avoid one thing, they actually avoid the other things. And when you avoid responsibility, you also avoid power. And this is another reason why people are afraid of success, even though they don't know that it's success that they are ducking and dodging away from. They think they're dodging one thing when they're actually dodging two things. When you dodge responsibility and expectation, you also dodge influence and power and control. See, these are the things that come with success. And again, it's a package deal. Keep it in mind, folks, there are no perfect scenarios in life. There are only trade-offs. Everything you do in life, there is a trade-off. So anything you're looking at, many of you have heard the saying, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Well, the reason that that saying is cliche because it's based in truth. And the truth that it's based around is that anything that looks perfect from the outside looking in, meaning you have not experienced it yet or lived it yet, and it looks way better than the situation you have now, Maybe it is better in the situation you have, but it's not perfect. There is a trade-off to that scenario that you just don't know about. And what you should do is find out what the trade-off is before you jump over there, before you jump to the other side of that fence, because you might not be able to jump back over when you realize that you jumped into something that you probably shouldn't have jumped into. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens. Is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have in what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is why you fear success. Number three, imposter syndrome. Now, many of you have heard of the concept of the imposter syndrome. I talked about in episode number 2095, 
how to handle imposter syndrome. This is the feeling that maybe you are just not as good as the success that you are creating. When you have basically outkicked your coverage, as we say metaphorically, and what that means is you have performed at a level that is above where you see yourself. So you see yourself as a $100,000 person, but here you are having generated $300,000. You see yourself as a million dollar person, but here you are with $10 million. You get the imposter syndrome, right? I, I'm doing a lot better than I thought I could do. I'm doing a lot more than I even think. I don't even see myself as a person at a level 80, but here I am at a level 102. All right, how does that happen? And this is the mindset. This mindset, imposter syndrome is one of the things that stops people from doing things that might take them to a higher level because they simply don't see themselves as that person yet because they look at themselves in the mirror and the picture that they have of themselves, also known as your self-image, and you don't see yourself as worthy of being at a level that is 10 or 20 times higher than where you currently reside. And this is, again, that's the imposter syndrome when you even consider, hey, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. If you don't see yourself at that level, then you're never going to get there. All right. And this is why the be do have principle applies and why I talk about it so often. Why mindset is the first piece of what we do in working on your game university. Because if you come to me and say, Dre, I want to make three or four or five times more money than I'm making right now, I say that's fine. But the first thing we have to fix is not me giving you a formula for how to sell your stuff or how to write your book or how to launch your course or how to price your stuff or how to find new customers or how to run ads on Instagram, even though that's what a lot of people come to me for. The first thing we got to do is get your mind right, because your mind is not fertile soil for you making five times more money than you're making right now, because if it was, you would already be making it. We got to get your mind in the right place first. Then we put the actions in. You can't install a Ferrari engine inside of a Toyota framework. All right, it's not going to work. All right, it's going to destroy the car. The car is not built for it. You got to build, you got to put the right mindset in first, the right frame around first, then you put the engine. In. The engine is the activities. The frame is the mindset. So until we got the right mindset, the actions are never going to work. This is why there's so much information available online these days, relatively cheap, cheap or free. Yet you still have the same percentages when it comes to people being successful. 1% wildly successful, 4% doing pretty good. 15% still working towards success and the other 80% doing nothing or out of the game completely. Those percentages have been the same for 60 years, folks. That's not an exaggeration. It, actually, 70 years. Those percentages have not changed. Even though it's much easier to start a business, we have much more access to information. It's much more of an even playing field than it was 70 years ago, yet the percentages have not changed at all. Why? Because you know what hasn't changed? Human beings. Humanity has not changed. You can change all the technology you want until people change being people. The numbers are still going to be the numbers. Everybody followed us. So when you don't see yourself as being that person who can be 10 or 20 times higher than you are right now, you would rather do things to keep you in the same place. And this is what people do. And this is why you look at someone and say, wait, why aren't you doing this or this or this? Why are you doing that stuff to still keep you down there? Because it's consistent with their self-image. And until you change your self-image, you're never going to change your actions. No human being can behave for a consistent period of time in a way that is out of line with their self-image. I talked about this in, let me see if I did an episode on this. I think I did. It was, yes, it was episode number 1198, 1198, why we stay on B court for so long. And that is a metaphor from back in my basketball playing days. When I was about 15 years old in my neighborhood in Philadelphia, there was the playground that I played at was called Finley Recreation Center. And there were two full courts. There was one that we call A court. That's where all the best players, the grown men and the best players played. And then there was B court. That's where the younger kids and also grown men, but grown men who weren't like hardcore basketball players. They kind of just played for fun. They would play on B court. 
And when I first started playing, I didn't start playing until I was 14. I was playing on B court and just, you know, kind of sharpening my game, getting better. And one of my peers in my youth, he went to my neighborhood, this kid named James, he was the same age as me, we're in the same grade. And around this time, around age 15, I would be at Finley playing a full court game on B court. And James would walk by, he would be with these older guys. He used to hang with these guys who were older than him. And he would go over to A court and play on A court. And James would sometimes say to me while I was playing on B court, he's like, Dre, why are you still playing on B court? And he didn't encourage me to play on A court. He would just say it kind of derisively, Dre, why are you still playing on B court? And James wasn't even that talented of a player. I don't even think he played high school basketball. He didn't play college basketball. By the time I was playing pro basketball, James was doing other things in the neighborhood besides basketball. Let's put it that way. And the thing is, even though I was more talented than James, I had more skill than James, and I was more serious about basketball than James, he had a mindset that he belonged playing with the older guys, and I still had a mindset that I should still be playing with the younger guys. And that's why I talked about in episode 1198, and this is an example of what I mean when I say the self-image will hinder us, even though you have the tools. You can have the tools to be anywhere you want to be, but if you don't have the self-image to match those tools, then you'll still hold yourself back. And then you'll be looking at yourself like, why am I only doing this when I got the tools to be doing that? Or someone else may say it to you. Again, we do things that are consistent with our self-image, not consistent with our abilities. Those are two different things. We do things that are consistent with our self-image, not things that are consistent with our talent, potential, and abilities. The fix for this is that you have to change your self-image first, the way you think and the way you're being before you can change your behavior. Again, this is the be, do, have, process, and action. Recapping today's first of a 10-part series, Why You Fear Success. Again, everybody says they want to be successful. And when I say success in this series, what I'm referring to is you doing significantly better than you're doing right now. Point number one, change. With success comes change. Most people are very resistant to change. This is the law of inertia, that it is easier to stay in the same place and not change anything than there is to go to a different place and change something. All right. And this is why many people don't change in life. They simply don't want to deal with the change that comes with changing. Point number two, responsibility. When you achieve more success, other people who don't have your success will naturally get behind you, fall in line, and they will just start following you. And they will be following your lead, even though you did not ask them to lead, you did not want to lead them, and you didn't even tell them to do it. They just naturally do it because human beings are naturally followers. We want someone to lead us. We want someone to show us the way. We want someone to tell us to do, tell us what to do. Being a leader is not a natural thing for most human beings, 99% of us. So when you step up and achieve more success than other people, other people will naturally follow you because they've been waiting their whole lives to follow somebody and you just made yourself available. That will happen. And that responsibility comes with power and influence, but it also comes with responsibility, expectations. And now you got to deal with the things that go along with being a leader, because now other people are looking to you and depending on you, even though you didn't ask them to. This happens. And point number three, imposter syndrome. You may start to see yourself getting to a higher level. And if your self-image, your mindset has not caught up to that higher level of accomplishment, then you will self-sabotage your success and you won't be able to sustain it. No human being can perform at a level that is inconsistent with their self-image for an extended period of time. So you have to get your mindset right first before we start taking the actions. Or if you have already achieved a higher level, but your mindset is not there yet, it is an emergency, an emergency, an emergency that you must do something about that mindset quickly before your mindset pulls your success back down to the level at which you see yourself. And that will happen unless you do something about it ASAP. I would suggest you go to workonyourgameuniversity.com and get with me and work with me directly so we can make sure that your mindset catches up to your potential, your talent, and your achievements. That said, folks, tomorrow we're going to part two of this series. Work on your game. Dre all day.
while you are here don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions you can share challenges with me you are messaging me directly you can get a direct response from me because i do read and reply to my messages my number again 305-384-6894 one more time 305-384-6894 make sure you text me because you never know when i'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear the one thing you need to do the one insight you need to get that could change your life make sure you message me 305-384-6894. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier, or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to, but dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? by getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game, university.com.